Um, so the thing is, we we rebranded this whole podcast about six weeks ago to be the ADHD Adults podcast, and and we forgot. So we've not been calling the podcast what it's advertised as for six episodes. <laughs> so uh, welcome to the ADHD Adults podcast. It was James's fault. Hi there, and welcome to episode 18 of what is meant to be called the ADHD Adults podcast podcast to give it the name we gave it over a month ago and then forgot about it. I'm James Brown, co-founder of ADHD Adult UK, registered UK charity, and to the obvious, clear, repeated disappointment of our tiny band of dedicated listeners, I'm joined by the man with a face like an infected scrotum, Alex Connor. Hi, Alex. <laughs> Salve. No, free. What? I've, I've been... Like studying the welcomes of dead languages, so that was uh, <laughs> of course you have ancient what? Latin and Coptic, like hieroglyphic, hieroglyphic uh, Egyptian. That's what they would you have know, said. What, what salve, salve, salve. Can you, can you, can you not help him out? Samantha, Sorry, please. Thank you. Um, what continuously surprises me about this podcast, Alex, is I think I reach kind of peak hatred for you. I think I get to a point where it's it's not possible for me to loathe you anymore. And then episode by episode, you push that boundary. You push that envelope to a point where I think, no, actually, I, I'm going to kill him one day. I'm actually physically going to strangle him when he does these hellos. Um, so, I, you know, You're I'm always... Your rights. I am. I'm almost scared to ask how you are, Alex, but how are you? I'm very well, thank you, James, as always. <laughs> Good. Just happy to be here. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. We've had a, a letter as well from our burgeoning 12 listeners. We, listen, Do you uh, want we me to read it? No, no, we haven't. We haven't had a letter. Um, we have. It's, it's made up. And so I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not going to listen. Just not going to listen. Carry on. We have. It's from uh, Robert, from Kidderminster, James. It says, <laughs> it says, James, James did have executive dysfunction as a child in the childhood department. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. That's nice. Still does. We have <laughs> Sam, James' wife, Sam's here as well. Can I read out a proper one? Because I liked it. Yeah, please. It was, please. We've had a from Katie, we've had an email which says, I wondered if you could do an episode on your experiences with higher education and particularly PhD studies. Just hearing other people talking about things I experience has been so great on the podcast so far. And I'd really appreciate any tips or insights with my studies. Sorry for the long message. There was a really long message. I haven't read it out. But keep up the good work and thanks for the information and laughs. We really appreciate that, Katie. We thought actually an episode about qualifications in general in ADHD would be a really good idea because some people report medical health professionals who maybe aren't as qualified thinking you can't have a, a degree if you've got ADHD, which is obviously utter bollocks. And so, yes, we're going to do it. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. When she said laughs, was it kind of two or three, do you think, over the course of all the podcasts? Yeah, laughs could bleed just two. And, and, and how many of them were due to you, do you think? And were they at us or with us? I think I probably, know. Pro probably at. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Um, as usual, these podcasts are a tragedy in three parts, and this is going to be particularly tragic today for me anyway. Uh, we choose a theme. In the last episode, we talked about executive function or more 
more more clearly uh, how we don't have executive function in ADHD. And in this episode, we're going to talk uh, about a topic that Alex and I are singularly unqualified to talk about. And that's the impact that menopause and perimenopause have on ADHD symptoms. So we brought in a ringer. You've already heard uh, um, interrupting and um, laughing at Alex for some reason. I don't know why he's not funny. And you've met her before. It's Mrs. A- it's Mrs. ADHD. It's Sam, my long-suffering wife. Sam, hi. Hi. Hi, Sam. Hi. I'm so All happy right, you're then. here. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favourite <laughs> <laughs> Two, one of my favorite things is that is that very slight pauses to ADHD people take hours, which <laughs> is oh well, if you're not going to say anything in five minutes, well I'm fucking up. <laughs> and the other thing is, oh, I love it when you're here because it's the uncomfort <laughs> that Sam uh, that James has from your uh, uh, presence on our wonderful podcast. I'm, I'm so glad you're here to embarrass too. him again. Oh, you're uncomfortable too. Good. At least that yeah. makes two of us. Alex isn't, of course, because he's a psychopath. Um, yeah. So thanks, thanks for that, Al. Thanks for expressing glee at my discomfort. So, Sam or Mrs. ADHD, as you are now legally known um, on the circuit, um, I would ask how you are, but you're downstairs, so it seems pointless. But how are you? Are you all right? I mean, I saw you. Oh five yeah. Why ago. would you bother asking why I am? How pointless? <laughs> and how could I not be happy with you, the light of my life? Well, Aww. exactly. How could you not be happy? That, that was Why that would you not ask how I am? I did ask how you are, for fuck's sake. Did you actually listen to the question? I said, yeah. oh, anyway, it, it, it I, appears... I love these Alex's ones. face. <laughs> okay. Hold so on a appears... podcast. You're going to have to de- describe it, Sam. Shit-eating, I think the word is. <laughs> yeah. So, Shit-eating um, grin. So it, it appears that my wife is... Um, okay and apparently quite testy which is going to be good going going on later in the podcast as usual our podcast is made up of three parts including some evidence-based psychoeducation then mine and alex's personal reflections on the menopause (laughs) (laughs) Um, only joking that's why we've got mrs adhd sam here for that bit and then the third and final bit is going to be top tips on the area that two fat middle-aged males have (laughs) for you again (laughs) Again, only joking, Sam probably is going to do the tips for us to some extent, although I'm sure we've got something to add. I haven't, obviously. We'll also have time, Alex, play our usual game of what has James lost, forgotten or mislaid this week, to your dismay. Oh, forget every week. Yeah, good. And then finally, uh, and quite importantly, we also asked our followers um, on Instagram. I don't know if you asked them on Twitter because you're not very good. Um, to tell us. To tell us about their experiences when it comes to perimenopause and menopause and ADHD. So we're going to read some of their um, experiences out. So Alex, I have to talk to Mrs. ADHD all the time. And I know firsthand what it's like to live with with someone going through both perimenopause and ADHD. It's obviously much harder for me than it is for Sam. Um, So so why don't you kick off uh, part one with the psychoeducation? Oh God. Hello, Sam. It's nice to see you. I don't yeah. know how I feel doing psychoeducation on issues I, I have no lived experience in. So I'm going to stick don't to a little it, bit then. of science. Don't I'm, do I'm, it. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was the ADHD adult, probably. No, no. <laughs> so what we have been doing is listening to our community on Instagram to back up what we're saying. And I've, put, I've got other Greek words in there as well in the, the with the theme of ancient languages. 
Okay, so science. There is strong evidence that the hormonal fluctuations and changes and transitional periods of life that women go through seem to influence the symptoms of ADHD even more. Uh, that's the, the three M's we're talking about. Menarche, menstruation, and menopause as well. There's the changes after childbirth. That could be a whole podcast on its own. It's brilliant being a woman, I presume. <laughs> Menarche, James Creek for... Uh, from the month and beginning, so it's the very beginning Alex, of Alex, 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 yeah. Alex. I, I, listen, yeah. my tolerance level's low today, obviously because I'm dealing with both of you. <laughs> so, yeah. so no Greek. Well, I'm just going to leave it as, can you not? Okay, thank you. So the Greek for around is peri and perimenopause. <laughs> <laughs> you wanker! <laughs> the perimenopause is the years leading up to menopause and around it. it can take months or years the average time apparently is four years during this the, the perimenopause and menopause levels of the hormones estrogen and progesterone they're the female sex hormones famously those levels decline i mean everybody has them but they're, they're known as that the levels of them decline and ADHD becomes more severe. Gents, sex hormones decrease as well if you're um, biologically male. Just that happens much more gradually over many years, <laughs> apart from James. And this is called <laughs> the andropause. Don't make jokes in this bit. It's not appropriate, <laughs> Alex. The reason we're talking about this is that estrogen regulates the release of neurotransmitters, including dopamine, which we bang on about Ad nauseum, James, <laughs> which <laughs> dopamine, as we often mention, is involved in ADHD. It's not all about dopamine, but it's pretty important. The, the deficiency in the action of dopamine is probably largely responsible for many, many ADHD symptoms that we have grown to know and hate. So estrogen drops and dopamine drops. Perhaps not surprising then that you might face even greater difficulties with focusing and concentration. In fact, one of the drugs used to treat ADHD Liz De dexamphetamine has been shown to improve executive function, which are the higher thinking skills we talked about last week, in menopausal women who do not have ADHD. And atomexetine, which is the, the single drug that isn't a stimulant that's used for ADHD, has been shown to improve memory, attention and concentration, executive functions again, in non-ADHD menopausal women. Are you kind of effectively saying we should be giving menopausal women speed then, Al? Don't be silly, James. As ADHD tends to be diagnosed later in life in women for a number of reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, loads of reasons, most of them probably cultural and because medicine's designed for blooming men, isn't it? And uh, the hyperactivity symptoms decrease in both men and women as they become adults. So, I mean, loads of reasons. But it seems that this specific hormonal change may be a trigger for women who are undiagnosed to realise, in fact, they may have ADHD, as the symptoms might quite suddenly become just utterly unmanageable. This all um, makes sense to me as an endocrinologist, as I was a long time ago, because I, when you study hormones and their actions in the body, you become aware that they control pretty much everything from waking and sleeping and hunger and feeling sexy and uh, sometimes vomiting when you see Alex's face. So yeah. you can imagine how a pretty sudden drop in a hormone that regulates dopamine levels is, is going to cause problems. You weren't an endocrinologist, James. Sam and I just gave you plastic pipettes and coloured water and told you you were. 
<laughs> thanks, right. thanks, thanks for just uh, pissing on the first 10 years of my academic career there, Alex. <laughs> you, you are most welcome. Um, right then, so uh, James, we're going to read out some of the reflections we've got. Are we doing that at the end or are we doing that now? No, we're doing it now, we're doing it now before the break. That's going to take us into the break, Alex. Okay, I think that would be important because we asked our listeners who do uh, have menopause and perimenopause something that we are simply unqualified for is it pausing is it me to start no 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 it's just 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 to let everybody know just to look behind the curtain if you like (laughs) our our script our script is color-coded so alex's bits are in blue and my bits are in red and on page one it actually says alex which is written in blue and james which is written in red (laughs) to read personal reflections on the last page and alex has failed to scroll down to the last page to see the bits in blue and the bits in red they say never work with children or animals they should say never work with children animals or alex as far as i'm concerned you're just grumpy because sam and i are having fun at your expense i'm not having fun (laughs) (laughs) right let me let, let me read this out sam your bits are in green he he ignored that right uh lucy wrote in to tell us from a personal point of view i haven't been diagnosed yet with adhd and i'm in the early stages of seeing the gp i used to have the energy to get things done but heavy periods feeling exhausted and feeling emotional that's when i struggle struggle to cope with my adhd symptoms so somebody who we're not we're, we're we're not saying the name of said my ADHD symptoms become almost unmanageable since starting menopause. Most mornings I now need to attempt to reach my car at least three times before I finally have everything I need in my possession and I can leave. My team at work constantly return objects to me that I've left in random locations. I'm smiling because it's so ADHD, isn't it? Or just come to my work table to point out the item I'm frantically searching for that is usually right in front of me. I've always felt like I don't quite fit in with this world. Without the HRT, it was like having a nervous breakdown. The rejection sensitivity was through the roof. And suicidal thoughts were on loop in my brain. The worst thing is that I didn't realise what was happening until a friend suggested it was the menopause. That's James. That's pretty powerful. And, and so I've got some other reflections here. So we also heard from one of our listeners who said, I'm 45. I got my ADHD diagnosis in October last year, having gone into the perimenopause just a few months before. Both things really exacerbate each other leading to horrific emotional dysregulation i'm now unfortunate in terms of timing having to try to settle into both hrt and adhd medication at the same time which is proving difficult basically it's a total head fuck another story <laughs> again random. from an anonymous listener um and i think at this point we probably covered half our entire listenership i'll uh, is listenership a word by the way no no. no, it isn't. Okay. Um, another listener said, I'm currently perimenopausal and I get unbelievable brain fog in the days leading up to my period. It's really awful. Like, I feel like it's unsafe even to drive. And then the last one for me comes from Heleth, who said, The hormonal shit overrides everything. Titration is on hold while I try and sort out the other stuff. I've managed to get a referral to a reproductive health specialist. So now I have someone on the case who really knows their hormonal shit, so to speak. It's an ongoing nightmare. And it's hard to stay afloat, especially as I watch the career I've worked for for so long disappear down the pan. Just trying to think straight feels like trying to read very fine print using only my peripheral vision. It's frustrating, exhausting, and practically impossible. I feel so stupid and useless. And the last bit of you, Alex. 
I know it's in blue. I've seen. I just <laughs> I needed a moment to be honest. These are the, yeah. you know these this is our tribe, and I hate it. Mm. What we did, we also heard from the perimenopause doctor, Dr. Shazadi Harper, and we're really grateful for her input. She said, um, I'm so glad this has been highlighted. ADHD is often not diagnosed in young women as it presents differently, as we all know. Women often get overlooked and then in perimenopause and menopause, because of hormone change, it becomes more apparent. I remember thinking I had it. I couldn't focus or concentrate in the same way. It can be both frightening and frustrating. Sorry, really frightening and frustrating. You know, absolutely. We're hearing this again and again, aren't we? We are. And I think um, that all of those comments, thank you so much for sending them in. Thank you for sharing yeah. your perspective because so many um, of our community, you know, are, are in exactly the same position that you're in. And hopefully, at least by hearing that, some of you will feel that you're not alone. And hopefully that, you know, for some of the men out there as well with ADHD or partners of women with ADHD that hear that, they'll maybe be a little bit more aware of, of what the issues are on that note we're now going to take a break and we'll see you in part two for some personal reflections okay welcome back to episode two of the adhd adults that's the name of the podcast it, the adhd not, adults. alex it's not episode two it's it's part two of episode 17 <laughs> So other it's episode than that, 18. No, 18. Fucking hell, between us. <laughs> other, other, than that, other than that, that was flawless, mate. It was flawless other than that. But carry on. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to welcome back to episode 18, part two of the ADHD adults. That is the name of the podcast. Um, so we're, we're, we're talking about perimenopause and menopause. Now it affects people with ADHD or all those symptoms. So Sam brings us to you. We already know you're waiting for an ADHD diagnosis. You've banged on about it in a different podcast. <laughs> so can you tell us about the perimenopause, menopause side of things? As we're both overtly not female. I haven't asked James if he is, so I'm not. <laughs> yeah, of course. So perimenopause obviously affects everybody differently. And I was just thinking then when we listened to the women before that were ringing in so many relationships break up during this time and so many women lose their jobs because they just can't perform the way that they did before it's awful but for me it was kind of a slow process so perimenopause for me started first of all with night sweats I'd just wake up in the middle of the night covered in water it was like somebody had poured water over me boiling hot <laughs> and I'd throw the sheets off me, but then I've, everything was soaking the sheets and me. So then I'd be freezing and it was just awful. Anyway, from then I then started getting hot flushes and hot flushes aren't just getting hot. It's like there's a, a like a rush of almost like adrenaline and heat coming all the way up your body until it gets to your brain and you just you want to rip your skin off. It's that uncomfortable and awful it's really awful um then i did used you, to get what i'm so sorry i just did you no, know what it on. was like no was it was it obvious to you or, or is it like oh what is this no because i just thought hot flushes were getting a bit hot i didn't know what this was and i didn't know no. why i was having night sweats and well as, as i say later on when i go went to the gp they completely dismissed the perimenopause so I obviously thought I had cancer and I was going to die <laughs> yeah anyway yeah. then I'd get cold sweats as well which nobody had ever mentioned like rushes of cold coming over me and 
over I've always had anxiety but this was overwhelming anxiety all the time it was just excruciating depression which again I've always had on and on and off irritability which I've always been irritable to be honest um and you've got a good reason (laughs) exactly extreme bouts of anger and I've always struggled with anger but this was off the scales and James is nodding. <laughs> I lost all motivation and I got even more forgetful than I normally am. Um, my skin got really, really dry and I had constant nausea. I just felt sick all of the time, like um, morning sickness, but just constantly. And then because I was feeling sick all the time and sometimes being sick, then I couldn't really eat much. So I lost loads of weight, which added to the whole thinking I've got cancer thing, obviously. Yeah. And then because I'd lost loads of weight and my skin was dry and crepey and it went really loose and I looked like an old, skinny, horrible woman, which really affected me as well. Acid reflux, which I'd had for quite some time because I've got endometriosis, so I damaged my stomach taking loads of painkillers. But my acid reflux got so bad, it wasn't just coming up into my mouth. It was going into my nose. And at one point I had it in oh. my sinuses, which was... really really painful it was just awful um I've always suffered with insomnia but it was just constant I just couldn't sleep at all had no libido at all and it I had all these symptoms for so long it was only after over a year that my period started to become irregular so all of those things you kind of discount at first because especially when the GP's telling you it's not that because you just think well my periods are fine And as well as all that, it made my ADHD symptoms, which I didn't realize I had ADHD at the time or was perimenopausal, but it made them so much worse and didn't just make them so much worse. I lost all of my coping mechanisms and didn't just lose them, actually. I completely forgot that I ever had them or what they ever were, they ever existed. It's only since I've gone on HRT that I've started getting those back, which is mental. Um. I can't remember what else I'm supposed to say. Have I, have You're I not supposed to think, say anything. I, I, think I know yeah, yeah, I've answered the question. Yeah, I, I think I think that's probably more that's more content than you'll get in a medical dictionary when it comes to listing <laughs> yeah. the symptoms of. And that's just me. Everybody has different sim- symptoms, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, thank you for sharing. Obviously, I'm I'm aware of some of those. I don't pay much attention, <laughs> Sam. Obviously, so I was I was aware of some of those. The the anger, the uh, issue, certainly. Um, now I know the answer to this question. I, I don't, because clearly I don't pay attention to you at all. But how did the kind of the process make you feel of of going through this? Shit, made me feel completely shit. It, I, I actually made me feel like I was I was going insane, because. I kept going to the GP with different symptoms and they were treating each kind of symptom as it came separately um, because I'd been for a blood test for um, perimenopause and it was negative. So I believed them when they said that I didn't have the perimenopause. So if I didn't have it, then what was wrong with me? I just felt like I was going mental and I felt like there was something wrong with me, even more wrong with me than I'd already thought there was. Even after I managed to get referred and see the gynae, the gynae said to me, okay, I'll put you on HRT for three months, but if it changes nothing, you're going to have to admit that it's not the perimenopause. <laughs> so even wow. he didn't believe me. So nobody believed me. And that just fed into my anxiety, my lack of self-esteem, my lack of self-confidence and my self-loathing. I just questioned myself 
constantly I just thought am I going mental am I making this up are, are these things actually happening I just I didn't know what was yeah it was um it was shit I'm genuinely struggling to 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 what's the football on later <laughs> no i'm genuinely struggling so to, to to sort of comprehend how how horrible that must be and, and some of those symptoms are the cause of some of the others aren't they like anxiety can cause those so you must have thought you were yes oh yes. this is an anxiety disorder causing this how horrendous yeah um so so you're you're trying you're trying to manage getting i use the word lightly help for perimenopause and adhd both of which managing hormones and neurotransmitters that sounds like a flipping nightmare yeah how? Yeah, <laughs> it, it 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 was, it is. Um, <laughs> it's still ongoing. But actually, first of all, I realised after the last podcast, I didn't even mention what ADHD is for me. Sorry, I'm shifting around a lot. I do that. Um, what ADHD is for me? So, if I can just tell you what my ADHD symptoms were, because uh, these got Please worse with perimenopause as well. So obviously, emotional dysregulation, lack of impulse control, yeah. always impulse spending, that kind of thing. Busy brain. My brain is so busy. There's so many different trains of thought going on at, at once that it's it's hard to concentrate on one train of thought, let alone things that are going on outside my head. I'm easily distracted by anything internally and externally, my own thoughts and things that are going on. Easily overstimulated. Shopping centers and parties and things like that are a nightmare for me because there's just so much going on. I forget that things and people exist if I'm not reminded of them constantly, which I know is really, really common. But then it makes me feel yeah. bad because I'm neglecting friends and family. I flit from one task to the other without completing anything, which I have to do. Otherwise, I can't I can't do any tasks. I have ticks. I have stim. I have explosive temper anyway without the perimenopause. I've got trouble. I can focus, but just not on the things that I want to focus on. <laughs> I make careless mistakes all the time because I'm not paying attention. I'm hyperactive, as you can probably see, internally and externally. I interrupt people all the time because otherwise I can't remember what I need to say and I can't remember what they've said. So I now write things down all the time that people say. I have difficulty concentrating on conversations and tasks. I'm always losing and forgetting things, losing track of time. I've got no motivation difficulty starting and finishing tasks I invent decisions that aren't real that stop me from starting tasks like <laughs> should I eat first or should I have a shower first? and I'm terrible at making decisions so then that leads to paralysis and I literally just cannot do anything at all I disassociate all the time a lot of the time to cope with what's going on and obviously rejection sensitive dysphoria as well so I've gone over what my perimenopause symptoms were they're what my ADHD symptoms are. So you can see that there's a crossover with some of the symptoms. So like emotional dysregulation, my explosive temper, poor working memory, lack of motivation, anxiety. So it was difficult for me to know whether I had ADHD, whether I was going through the perimenopause or whether I was just insane. And the process to get help with perimenopause was so long, it took me two years. So probably similar to how long it's going to take for ADHD, actually, because that's probably going to be two years as well. So anyway, so the sorry, I'll get back to the question that you asked. <laughs> Kept going back to the GP. 
with saying, I think I'm going through the perimenopause because I'm having hot flushes and, you know, even before my period started. So first of all, I was prescribed antidepressants for anxiety and depression, pretty standard. And apparently they can help with hot flushes as well, which they did a little bit. And that was fine because I've been on and off depressant, antidepressants all the time, all through my life. And I knew the ones that worked for me. So they did help a bit. And I had CBT, which I knew helped me with my anxiety. And that did help a bit. Then, obviously, I was referred for my acid reflux because I was losing weight and acid in my sinuses, all that. So they did the... The gastroscopy. Yes, that one down my throat. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I forget words. She, 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 makes, she makes the same signal for oral sex, so I just got a bit confused there for a second. No, go, go, go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love what, what I need to point out, though, is that this is predominantly a, a podcast, so no one can yeah. see you oh, yeah. opening your mouth. And... <laughs> you know point what? To, we can see each other. 90% of what I say isn't verbal. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? You know what I mean. Ninety <laughs> percent of what you communicate isn't verbal. Yes, that's what you say is, is mostly is mostly verbal, apart from the guttural mostly. growlings. Oh my god! Yes, so got wow. referred for that. So what they kept doing was treating each individual symptom all the time. This Mouth is what they do. So my yeah, I know. And, and, you know, they, oh, anyway, in the end, what I had to do, because they refused, refused point blank that I was going through the perimenopause because my blood tests were normal. This is the thing. If you're under 45, they won't go on your symptoms. It goes on blood tests, which are not reliable because, as you know, hormones fluctuate all the time. So in the mm. end, what I had to do was I got referred for my endometriosis. So I got I knew I'd get referred to a gynecologist. I got referred to a gynecologist that specialised in endometriosis. He told me all the shit that's going on there, which is awful. But and, and actually, I regret this now because I should have said, can we treat that and the perimenopause? But I was so I just said, I don't care about any of that. I need you to deal with this because it's affecting every part of my life and I, I just can't cope. So I got him to forget about the endo and he prescribed me HRT and said, you're going to have to accept it's not that if it doesn't. Anyway, HRT changed my life. Um, but yes, back to the question again. Yes, it uh, is. Seven o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, executive dysfunction is difficult to follow up. It's difficult to remember yeah. what you've said and what you need to say. It's difficult to remember to go for the test that you're supposed to go for. To, to remember what you made this appointment for and what things you need to follow up on. So, yeah, it was a complete nightmare. Did that answer the question? I don't know. Um, I think it <laughs> no, it answered all questions ever. All questions ever been written, I think, were answered there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think you, you didn't just read out your ADHD symptoms. You read out the 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 vast majority of common ADHD symptoms, and it's so relatable. A reminder to people that, Sam's describing probably combined ADHD. And if you don't relate to every single one of those, it doesn't invalidate yours. It just means that, that uh, uh, she has combined type. There's lots of flavors of it. And yeah, uh, uh, yet again, a lot of the feedback I got from the previous podcast you were on, Sam, is genuinely from two people who said, fucking hell, I'm glad <laughs> my problems aren't as bad as, <laughs> as, as, as Sam's. <laughs> Was it her brother's? I know, yeah. 
what, one, uh, one, one was Jules. Yeah, hi Jules. Yeah. No, it was yeah, one was Jules. I know, but yeah. he's not very self-aware. And <laughs> and the and the other one it shall remain nameless. Um, okay, so Sam, I know, I know you're going through it, and 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 it's hard to say. This is the advice when you're still struggling with many, many issues. But what would what I'm, advice I'm would you give? Better to... than I was. Sorry, carry on. I exactly, and that's why I'm asking. <laughs> That's it. And you've also had to do stuff, you know, which is hard for all of us with ADHD. What advice would you give to our 12 listeners? And I think maybe 11 of them uh, identify as females about dealing with the lack of support and then trying to manage both things happening at the same time. Do not give up. Keep on pushing until you get somewhere. You are worth it. Look up Dr. Louise Newson. So she's the menopause doctor and she really, really helped me. She's got an app called Balance. You need to download it. On that app, there's not only loads of information that you need, you can also log your symptoms and start logging your symptoms now. Even if you think, oh, this, do you know what? It's not that bad. It might get worse and it takes a long, long time to get diagnosed. So just like with ADHD, start logging everything now because that builds evidence for when you go to the GP. Start going to the GP now. Just start it as soon as you can. Download the nice guidelines and go with them so that you know what you're entitled to, especially if you're under 45. You need lots of evidence and go with the nice guidelines. If you get nowhere, ask to be referred and keep going back until you're taken seriously. Get yourself on HRT. Get referred for ADHD. Take all the help that's offered. Tell people what you're going through and ask for help. And I think as well, what's really important is teach the people around you, the people you're in relationships with, the people that you're close with, about the menopause, about the symptoms, how it affects you. Because believe me, James knows it's going to be rough for them as well. And they need to be the support you. Teach them about ADHD, what it means for you and how it affects you. You need all the help and support you can get. And people will be much more understanding and willing to help if they understand what you're going through. Thank you. Um, I've obviously been quite quiet so far during this podcast because there are, there are, thank you, Sam. There are many different landmine type or pothole type <laughs> mistakes which I can stumble on when you're podcasting with your wife, who is both perimenopausal and has ADHD, and a complete arsehole called Alex. So I, I've I've kept quiet right. kind of deliberately, but I've got a question which really is just fucking setting myself up for a kick in here, but. <laughs> Sam, yeah. Um, can you tell us what impact dealing with both of these issues has on a relationship and possibly also explain how awesome I've been in supporting you? <laughs> and and you, can, you can choose your relationship with James if you want to discuss <laughs> or any other relationship. Oh, my God, yes, you've been amazing. You're so Thank, awesome. Thank you. I'll take that. Um, yeah, well, as you know, it had a tremendous impact on our relationship to the point that I really didn't think we were going to make it through, to be honest. I was I was evil. Everything you did annoyed me. I've always hated the sound of breathing and people eating. <laughs> <laughs> but this was amplified so much, I wanted to kill you at times. And I'm not very good at hiding the way that I feel, as you know. <laughs> I was constantly abusing you, throwing things at you and at the wall. I was constantly screaming at you, hitting you in anger. And when I wasn't angry, I was low and I was anxious all the time. And I hated myself for it, but I couldn't stop it. I had absolutely no sex drive at all. And funnily enough, this was the only symptom that actually bothered you. (laughs) 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 
because let's be honest, I've always been angry. I mean, I've always been angry. I was just more of a cunt. But yeah, it was the sex drive, I think, that, that, that affect you. Yeah, I'd like to say that was the final straw that broke the camel's back. But it was the only straw, really, wasn't it, Sam? <laughs> it let's was. be honest. And the, the throwing things... I'm I'm really going to disclose what a complete asshole I am now, but I would deliberately wind Sam up just to see her throw something. So I'd <laughs> know. Shit. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'd know what her. I didn't know she was fucking perimenopausal, did I? I just I knew oh, she was I angry and a you little. Didn't know bit it was like, ADHD either. Exactly, but I I knew that there were certain things I could do that would make her so angry. She would throw her iPhone at the wall and. I just I took joy out of that, which is really, really evil. It's really weird. I know. Is that like when I use ancient Latin for, with you? <laughs> yeah, it, no, it is. It, it's exactly it's, it's exactly like <laughs> yeah. that. Only it's, only it's more expensive. Obviously, if you do, <laughs> mm, if, you, yeah. if you do smash an iPhone. Anyway, um, more me. Yeah. Back to the libido <laughs> thing. Um, but yeah, this was a, a big thing for us because I've been married before as you know and actually i've been unfaithful in every relationship i've ever had which i now every, understand is every every yeah. relationship <laughs> this, this is this is breaking news ladies and gentlemen apart from ours <laughs> um <laughs> uh, well we know now that it's adhd don't we but at that point we didn't know it was adhd we didn't know it was perimenopausal even but I remember vividly when I left my ex-husband, him saying to me, there's something wrong with you and you're never going to be mm. happy with anybody because as soon as you're after that honeymoon period, you lose interest and you're always looking for the initial butterflies in a relationship and you're never going to find it. And James, I remember James said to me, I think I'm worried about us. And because you thought the same thing was happening again. And I thought, yeah, there is something wrong with me and this is going to happen with everybody. And I don't know what to do and i remember being so scared that i was going to lose you what i was just about to say this again just to remind <laughs> people just to remind people the only reason i said that was because we'd stopped having sex <laughs> yeah that's the other thing <laughs> yeah and, well yeah and, and sam i have to pull that curtain open for people as well so when you're recording podcasts to to try and reduce interruptions, especially for ADHD. So you put your hand up when you're about to say something, and Sam just went, "What?" When James. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, <yeah>, sorry. <laughs> you with the shit hair. What? In, yes. So anyway, anyway, when that panicked me, I thought that it was all over for us um, because we it was really bad. It was really bad. Um, so I booked a, an appointment with a sex therapist and went to see her um, because I thought there was something wrong with me and, and it needed sorting. And actually she was really good, but the next day at work, they had a talk on menopause and a couple of the girls were going along. So I thought I'll go along too, even though I'm convinced I haven't got it now because my GP says I haven't. So when I went <laughs> along to the talk and I just all of a sudden realized this, this is it. And I've just been fobbed off so many times, I believe them. And it was only then, it was that, that made me think, no, this is absolutely, I know what it is. And I kept going back to the GP then and managed to get referred eventually to the gynae. So, and that was it. Yeah. Fun, I, isn't it? Yeah, I realised I actually, um, I thought I was going to get a bit of a kick in there, but I actually caused myself more trouble by opening my mouth and talking <laughs> about what a complete arsehole I am. Because I was yeah, expecting to, just to get this deluge of James was useless. He paid no attention to me. <laughs> I was dead upset. Whenever I cry, he tries to film it and put it on the internet. All of the all of these <laughs> things. Yes, which are, do that. 
That's because it's hilarious when you cry. It's it really, funny. really fun. It is really funny when you cry. Um, anyway, yeah. So I'm, I'm a bit disappointed in myself that I've. Sorry, I've do you want of... me to lay in? No, 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 no. I mean, you're, I'm sure you'll do that later on. Anyway, um, <laughs> just scored a massive own goal there. So, Sam, thank you for for sharing that and for going easy on me in many ways. Yeah, thanks, Sam. It, it's genuinely people need to hear. It. We need to talk about this. Thank you. Thank you. Now, before before we go to the break, it's time to play Alex's favorite oh, no. part of uh, of the podcast and his favorite game in the world. What has James forgotten? Lost almost played this week, but this week, Alex, we have a twist. I now <clears throat> I have to explain this. Obviously, I know you get confused, Alex, <laughs> when the rules change. And yeah, Samantha's just screamed for a reason. Sorry. Um, I know you get confused when the rules change, so this this should be fun. But today we're going to play a game of what Sam forgotten this week. So Sam, oh. take it away. Okay. Ironically, I couldn't think of anything I'd forgotten at all. James had to remind <laughs> me, and I forget things all the time, multiple things in it. Yeah. Anyway, but I wanted to find one that was linked to what we've been talking about today. So some choices. Did I forget that I was have to, supposed to have a blood test to check my estrogen levels? Did I forget that I should be taking double the dose of progesterone that I have been taking? Did I forget to take my progesterone? Did I forget to put my estrogen gel on? Did I forget I was on my period and so I bled all over the floor? Oh. Ooh. So a lot of them are about hormones. I have no idea if you're on HRT or not because I haven't listened today. I am on HRT. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's what we've been... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we've been talking about. <laughs> I honestly don't. That could be any of them. Knowing you as I do, yeah. and that you want to make me feel uncomfortable, like I do with James, <laughs> period bleeding. Exactly That's my guess. All of them. No. Yes. <gasps> Welcome to my week. <laughs> we need to release this on a Friday again, so instead of Monday, so people can have a really nice weekend knowing that they're, they're not as bad as Sam. That we need t-shirts with that on. You know what? All of my friends say they're only friends with me because it makes them feel better about themselves. <laughs> and that's seriously why I have friends, and I've only got two. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And both of them are wholly imaginary. <laughs> Well, I think I think that now takes your score to still being five, doesn't it, Alex? I think I'm oh, right saying. Five out six, of about thirteen now. But anyway, you, you're not very good at this game. So thank you yeah. so much, Sam, for sharing all those personal reflections and for giving so much of your experience to our listeners. We'll take a quick break and then we'll come back with some top tips and a personal recommendation. See you in a bit. Hello, welcome back to the ADHD Adults Podcast 18. We've been talking about peri uh, menopause and perimenopause and the effect on people with ADHD symptoms. We've talked a little bit about psychoeducation and then some personal reflections, obviously more from our special guest, Sam, Mrs. ADHD. And now we're going to give you uh, top tips. Finally, a chance for me, a man, to give top tips to women about the menopause. Uh, James, do you want to go first? I, I mean, I don't have the best track record of giving tips on this podcast. Let, let's face it. And my top yeah. tip would be Ask Sam, maybe. I think that's what we're going to do. I've got one, and it is the only for me. It's a tip for myself. 
uh, James, someone who considers themselves a man sometimes, <laughs> I think the top tip is that we should bring up the menopause at work if you're in a professionally powerful situation, like frankly we are, and if it's relevant, obviously, and amplifying the voices of women who are already doing that because it isn't talked about enough and things that Sam have told me today were news to me, shamefully. Sam, please help. T- uh, tips. That's, that's a good tip, actually, because if you're, well, you won't remember, but that's how I found out I was menopausal by perimenopausal by a talk at work. But yeah, top tips from me. Yeah. Do you, were you, <laughs> the problem, Alex, you know the rule. Uh, Alex, Alex, <laughs> Alex, you know the rule. If you make a joke, you have to put your hand up so everybody knows. Right. Sorry. Yes. So, top tips educate yourself, learn everything you can about it, educate those around you, record everything, and keep going back until you get what you need. Thank Shows you. Punchy. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks for that. Um, we've got a product recommendation of the week. I'm not going to read out what Alex wrote down. I'm not. There is some, even for us, there are, there are very few red lines, but that's one. So, uh, Sam, can you remind us of the app? That's, it's um, the Balance app yeah, um, so by the, the menopause doctor, Dr. Louise Newson. Fab. So if you feel that this could be an issue to you, download the Balance app, record everything and follow Mrs. ADHD's advice. So that was episode 18 of... The ADHD adults, it's written wrong on the script podcast. No, yes, no, yes, yes, it is. No, yes, yes, it's the ADHD adults where we finally let somebody with some knowledge talk about things. If you want to get in touch about this subject or any other subject, obviously get in touch on social medias at ADHD adult UK. It's been a pleasure, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.